12 minutes it is after 8 p.m. And uh, I'm in conversation with uh, Leonie Hall. She's the founder of Pacelip Ban SA and she's going to tell us all about that. Leonie, good evening to you. How are you? Hi, Ayabonga. I'm great, thank you. Hello to the listeners, and I do hope there's some friends out there tonight. Certainly hope so. Uh, just <laughs> Pacelip Ban, I mean, I, I guess the name, you know, just from Pacelip uh, alone, uh, does certainly uh, trigger some interest. Uh, what is Pacelip Ban SA and uh, uh, what is the main objective of the campaign? Sure. So we're questioning labor market inefficiencies. We're questioning labor market unfairness. So, for example, when a job applicant responds to a job advert that doesn't contain pay, we consider that as unfair. It's unconstitutional. Section 23.1 says everybody is entitled to fair labor practice. And we have been asking CEOs, employers, leaders of big brands, and also recruitment firms, what is fair about a job advert without pay? Mm. And then the next thing is, when you respond to an advert that is not fair about pay, those recruiters ask you about your pay history. They say, so, Ayabonga, what are your pay expectations? How much do you want to earn? And that's called an information asymmetry. Mm. Somebody who is responsible for negotiating your wages, you have to negotiate with that recruiter about your wages. Now that recruiter has more information about your pay than what you have about their offer. Mm. That is unfair. Or about whoever hired them and what they are offering. Exactly. Mm. So in in a fair society, in a democracy, in an economy that is meant to be accessible and open to everyone, it isn't. Hmm. All right. So recruitment is being used to kind of gatekeep the labor market, and it's un- it's most unfair. And then the third information advantage that that is exploited in the labor market is the demand for cost to company information and pay slips. Now that absolutely destroys annihilates a fair competition for talent. There are many employers out there, and I hope they're going to call in, many of them who think that somebody else spying on their compensation and benefit system is highly unfair and irregular. So we want to know if job applicants believe they are being treated unfairly, and if we even have other employers who agree that we are on point Mm. when it comes to fairness, why is it that we see the prevalence of an unfair, highly exploited market. Leonie, I have a question for you. Mm. And uh, maybe in your interactions with some of the employer organizations and the employers themselves, they would have given you an answer to this. But from the first day I started working, there was always this insistence that do not share nor divulge what you are earning, even with somebody who's working in the same job that you are working. And I found that quite, um, I guess, uh, confusing and rather puzzling because my sense is that equal work for equal pay, right? That That's what the law Absolutely. says. Absolutely. So do you think that this veil of secrecy is what accounts for some of these disparities, even horizontally rather than even sort of vertically? Right. Absolutely. So when pay is ambiguous in a job advert, you already know that you're dealing with an an employer who doesn't believe in fairness Mm. and who isn't running an open system. How how do they they justify it? Well, they say that they don't want other employers to see what they are offering, yet they demand to see other employers pay. 
So it defeats the purpose. If you say you're not including pay because you don't want anyone else to see what you're offering, but then you ask for competing employers' pay, then we have a problem. There's conflict in how they justify this practice, and we want to take it down. They cannot get their story straight, and we don't believe that as as citizens, we have to tolerate this mm. kind of treatment. So as a campaign, what, what are some of the things you've been up to? Uh, well, we do lots of agitating on social media because recruitment is a process that happens in the public domain. Mm. So when the public is not happy with the way recruitment is rolling out, we need to challenge it. And that's what we've been doing. So I'm very active on LinkedIn. I have around 24,000 followers there. Um, you'll also see a lot of our posts on Twitter and Facebook. And yeah, and we also have a... Um, a petition going and we've got our crowdfunding platform mm. so we're trying to draw attention to that to get the public involved because ultimately we are fighting for our right to be you know to be citizens who can freely move in the economy right now our mm. movements our involvement in the in the economy is severely constricted I'm in conversation with the uh, uh, founder of uh, Payslip Band, South Africa, Leonie Hall. And uh, if you've ever been unfairly discriminated against uh, during uh, a job application or a recruitment process, or even found yourself working uh, in a role where somebody who was either male or someone who was white, because he has a little privilege, uh, who uh, found themselves in that uh, same job that you were doing, uh, who was earning more than you. And uh, you may have found that payslip at the printer and someone may have been careless in leaving it there at the printer. I, I know many instances uh, where you find out what people earn uh, just by, I guess, what they print and forget uh, or leave behind at the printer. If that's happened to you, let me know. Uh, give us a ring on 089-110-3377. I want to hear, Leone, mm. certainly in your, your own strategy, you've spoken about the petitions and some of the other stuff that you're doing. Um, what space you're creating for litigation and is that why you've gone out on a crowdfunding campaign? Absolutely. We are crowdfunding because we believe that we are ready to go to court. We, our intention is to take the Competition Commission to court as we believe that they are not only flouting the act, the Competition Act that they are the custodians of, but they are also denigrating our right to fair labor market fair ma labor market existence you know for workers to actually negotiate their pay freely we caught the competition advertising jobs without including pay and when i clicked clicked through to their application form discovered that there was a compulsory question saying provide your ctc and in brackets the word compulsory so I asked the Competition Commission why they are secretive about pay in their adverts and why they need to spy on rival employers' pay, these employers who are competing in exactly the same labor market mm. as the Competition Commission. As opposed to responding, they have chosen to ignore us. They have failed to respond to our emails. They failed to respond to our comments on their social media posts. Mm. This is the Competition Commission. The Competition Commission. It's who's listening in. And yeah, uh, well, also, we, we, let me also him, just yeah. raise the public yeah. protector here, my friend, because we lodged mm. a complaint against the Competition Commission with the public protector. The public protector took on the investigation 
wanted to call me into a meeting so I could debrief them. And then a month later, while I'm waiting for them to contact me for this meeting, they mysteriously dropped the case and told me I had to go and lodge a complaint against the competition commission Mm. at the competition commission. Even though I had already pointed out to them that I'd been to the competition commission for the past two years. Mm. So you want to take this to the courts. um, And I'd be interested to hear, I mean, what what pieces of legislation, because one would say there there is already legislation that requires people to disclose, but they disclose to the Department of Labor and uh, there's no real obligation on them to disclose publicly and uh, to uh, then, of course, I guess, open themselves up for that kind of scrutiny. Right. So I've been asking, how does inequality enter the labor market? Mm. Inequality is transactional. Inequality is not some kind of ambiguous thing that accidentally happens. Inequality is as a result of what we agree to. So in the labor market, you have income inequality Mm. because people are accepting offers that they think are fair. They think these offers are fair because the employer was never transparent in the job advert. And they have this rule, as you mentioned earlier, that pay is supposed to be secretive. Mm. But that shuts it now. Now you can discuss pay with your colleagues. Okay. Leon, yeah. let's pause there. I uh, just uh, want to take a quick spot break. And I've got a few callers here yeah. uh, who want to join us. One anonymous and also Pinky, you and Johannesburg will take those calls shortly. Eight minutes it is uh, before half past, uh, twenty or 22 minutes after 8 p.m. And I'm in conversation with uh, Leonie Hall. She's the founder of uh, Pace Ban SA. And Leonie, if you can take your headphones there and uh, uh, put them on there so that you can hear some of our callers here who are coming through. The first uh, of our callers is Anonymous. And I'm not sure where Anonymous is coming from. But uh, Anonymous, good evening to you. Yes, good evening, guys. Good evening, Leonie. Um, I just, I just want to say that what you're saying at the moment is music to my ears, Leonie. Um, I work for uh, one of the big four banks in South Africa. I work in the in the in the remuneration compensation space, and I see I see at you know at the back all the disparities in terms of you know the pay differentiation, or you know it comes down to like gender and race differentiation, and it's quite. It's quite shocking. Mm. What, what so, so, so wait, you have this um, eagle's eye view on all of the data of what people are earning by race and by gender. I can see everything, right? mm. and I see, I see, you know, all the the disparities, and it's quite shocking that so little is being done to address these kind of things. You know, when when people ask, um, you know, about their pay information, you know, the standard generic response to them is, you know, we pay market median. Um, and and uh, you know to them it doesn't mean much. I mean, what does market median mean? Yeah, but but uh, I mean, who so determines that? Uh, even the computation of that market medium is never public. They never say, "Hey, exactly, we've compared exactly. you know all of the, these ones, and based on that, this is the market rate." Ex- exactly, and you know it's it's something that you know I wish we could be more transparent because it will just make um, you know our employees obviously more knowledgeable about how we do these kind of things, mm. and uh, you know it. it it adds a sense of trust around, you know, what we do and how we do things, and it, it will eventually, you know, make uh, you know employees more engaged yeah. in terms of how they actually perform at work. But but we're so far behind the curve, and I'm not sure of any any company. I've been in the in the space for 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 some time now. I've worked for you know a few companies, mm. and I'm not sure whether we'll ever reach that stage as as South African corporates where we can actually 
comfortably just disclosed. Yeah. And, and the reason why I mention that, I read somewhere an article uh, about a UK startup that actually did an experiment where they they uh, asked all of the employees for that startup to kind of um, uh, basically say or just ask them how much each other should get paid, basically. So it was almost like a, um, uh, a survey mm. to see you know, what each other would pay or would want anyone else to pay. And what they found was that uh, the, the, the consensus was that certain people were, were actually, um, you know, were, were said to be paid higher than others. And that was just from getting input from the actual employees. Mm. So they asked the employees to say, okay, how much does uh, X need to be paid? How much do you think X should be paid? And they just kind of circulated that question uh, amongst, the, amongst the company. And it was quite interesting to see the results on that. Yeah, so I think yeah. the only just, I think I've got some ideas and I'm actually going to just connect with you on LinkedIn. Awesome. Please, because please. Because I've got some uh, ideas about how, you know, technology can actually, you know, address the short. Thank you so much for that, Anonymous. And yeah. of course, we must always agitate. And uh, Leone, before I get to uh, Pinky's call here, just uh, uh, briefly, I mean, I guess the big issue here is that Anonymous is right. The world seems to have left us behind when it comes to these issues i mean you look at the united kingdom uh, i'm on their website at the moment uh, of the gov.uk gender pay gap services and they've got a list of companies who disclose their gender pay gaps and there's a sense that you know companies are going to be punished in the court of public opinion if they don't disclose uh, and that that's because of how far that country and their civil society have gone in order to influence uh, the conversation around disclosure not only of just gender pay gap but even uh, pay gaps across the entire wage distribution what do we need to do from an advocacy perspective here to ensure that we get to that kind and we also see the same happening in the US as well i think we as well as advocacy we we also require regulations and one of the things that we need is for the Department of Labor to actually make it a regulation that all firms who employ 100 plus workers report on wages. Now, but isn't that a requirement already? I mean, Section 27 of the Employment Equity Act. I, yeah, yeah. I don't even know. Well, in terms of youth wage reports, have you tried to find one of those? We have all of these youth accelerator programs, all of these NGOs, heavily funded claiming to work virtuously mm. in the youth market, yet we're seeing youth writing in, because I have another blog called Keep Climbing, mm. where youth on learnerships, internships, and apprenticeships write to me complaining about being paid 1,500 rand a month when they have to work full-time as well as study in order to achieve this qualification. Mm, mm, I, I, I'm not sure if you think that's fair, but no, I have lots of workers who say it isn't fair. Let's pause there, Leonie, for a second and uh, take Pinky in uh, uh, Johannesburg. Uh, Pinky, good evening to you. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you, Mama. Please go ahead. Okay. Um, I, I actually resigned from ASA because of, you know, wage, um, well, salary discrimination. Hmm. What actually happened is that... Find, I, I was working for EFSA Home Loan, and then for six months I went to work in Barclays, updated my CV to say I work in Barclays. Six months ended, I came back, I was assigned to the retail banking um, department. Now it meant that I was not only dealing with one product, but it was multiple products, private bank, credit card, home loans, the works. Mm. Um, upon coming back, there was a vacancy there. Now an agent did not know that I was actually working for EFSA. They saw my CV to say that it actually is, is reflecting Barclays. 
they approach me and they tell me that they actually have a vacancy that fitted my profile perfectly that they wanted to offer. When they sent me the spec for the vacancy and I went in to check on Career Junction, it was actually an absolute, like, the desk next to me is where the person was going to be working. And the pay that was advertised for that post was twice mm. what I was actually <laughs> earning per annum. I went and approached the manager who was the same manager. You know, my manager at, at that time was the same manager for, the, for that position to say, okay, guy, do me a favor. Rather incorporate the two positions because I can do both of them with my eyes closed and give me the income that you are offering. They said, no, we are unable to do that. And I'm like, okay, then I'm going to apply with the agency for this position that they actually had, I had um, you know, are offering me. They said, no, because you're an internal staff member, you are unable to do that. And I said, well, then what are the prospects of, me ever getting to that income because by now I'm educated because I know mm. what you know the person next to me is going to be earning. They said even if we were to give you a salary increase, it would not even be five percent. <laughs> and I, I just I just got you know I actually decided to resign because it was pointless. It was absolutely pointless for me to continue working mm. knowing what the person who was going to come in was earning twice and I literally was competent for the job. And he did say that you are competent for the job, but unfortunately, because we're already here, hmm. we are unable to offer you that salary increase. And Pinky, you know, this is an example of where systems fail people. And uh, it's so interesting how bizarre uh, the justifications become when uh, people are caught out. Uh, I mean, I remember one person saying that, no, we pay uh, black people less because uh, their cost of living is less. They live in townships, whereas, you know, other white people live yes. in the suburbs and the cost of living is, is much higher in the suburbs. Your comment just briefly, you know, Leonie. It was, it was so yeah, pathetic yeah. to Pinky? a point where he actually, he actually, you know, patronized me to say, well, if you're deciding to resign, you'd actually have a great career in politics, you know. Of course, yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Leonie? And I actually resigned. Uh, Pinky, just I, hold the line for me for a second. I just want you to uh, hear some of the comments Leonie uh, wants to make on uh, what uh, the picture you've painted for us. You know, Pinky, the irony of your story is that you're a black woman and I bet you APSA claims to be equity sensitive on their website. And I bet you when you applied to your position, they said it's a BE position. Yet, exactly. do, does it feel like equity to you? Does it feel like you're being given a fair shot at a better economic opportunity, girl? I, I was actually not given any. And, no. and you know, to a point where the, the previous managing executive of, of the Omelon department where I was working, actually what begged me not to resign because he knew what I was capable of. And he said, you know what, I'm going to try and, and see if I can negotiate. And because it was a black guy, I told him, you know what, we, we as black people at AFSA mm. are not going to be a responsibility. If they are not willing to take us seriously for for the skill that we are offering, then let it be so I am sure, leaving and I sure. literally resign and left. Pinky, mm. we'll have to leave it there, Siswam. And uh, my only words to you would be, Unga Vumi, uh, continue certainly on the vein that you've already done. Sign up petition, Pinky. Yeah, more important, I'll I guess, so. to I'll fight. Thank you. So. Thank you. More important sure. for us to fight for social justice than, I guess, to take uh, some of the uh, quick and uh, easier gains of yes. uh, just keeping quiet. William, you and Pumalanga, our last caller for this one uh, before we uh, fold uh, on the other side. William? Yeah, evening, Rams. Ah, man, I'm not Rams, Chief. <laughs> Yeah. Good evening, William. You are speaking to Ayabong. How are you, brother? Okay, uh, so, um, good evening, sir. Sure, all right. I'm right in Kinshia, Moena. I'm Kren Bafo. Please go ahead. 
No, uh, I just want to articulate only to pick the uh, income to pay to pension. I want to own the business or other companies. Yes, yes. Kupulanje volume, Baba. Kulmela nje pezo ngan. Okay, yeah. I just wanted to articulate on the issue of uh, money during the probation on companies. Okay, go uh, ahead, man. Yeah, people they just uh, complain about the uh, sort of incoming or the get more money during the probation, they forgot about the probation. Because the aim of the probation is to get a certificate of accreditation because you can complain about money after the, you get the qualification test. Uh, because I, 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 uh, according to the International Labor Organization, I was trained uh, as a, on the NYTA program. Uh, what I've, I, I've noticed there is uh, that... Uh, the, the International Labour Organization was trying to organize uh, the young uh, entrepreneurs to, to encourage and motivate a youth to start enterprises because we are having a, a backlog on South Africa. Mm. People, they, they, they are afraid of starting uh, enterprises and because enterprises, they create... a uh, employment and employment they create income in, in the household then you cannot complain about income so the, the aim is to create a job the, the problem they but but uh, william if you can pause there yes the aim is to create a job but i'm sure even when you were working with the ilo they would tell you that it's not yes. just about a job it's also about a decent job mm-hmm. as well right so, so I mean, we, we can't say just uh, as long as you get someone getting a job, uh, you'll be able to get whatever, as long as you can get uh, any form of income. I, I mean, I think that kind of approach for me is uh, has no place in a democratic society that is interested in human rights, and uh, workers' rights are human rights. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm sorry. I was just saying, just on that point, I think it's also about decent work. Yeah. I just wanted to add to... Let us not complain about the income. As far as I do, as if you would tell you to be people, you are having a token. Full time, but earn too little to build wealth. They can't save money. They barely have enough money to pay for school fees. They can't afford to go to a hospital. They struggle for medical. They can't afford to buy a car. They don't own property. They struggle to pay rent even. These, this, these are not the things we must be grateful for, my friend. We must be grateful for a fair economy, one where we are treated fairly, where our dignity is respected, and where you are free to negotiate your pay. Mm. It is wrong yes. that our wages are price-fixed and that we are supposed to be grateful while people are getting richer on our sweat. And treating us badly, we do not need to be grateful for that. Mm. William, thank you so much uh, for that uh, contribution. Ah, wow. Why are you calling me when you call in? 
Okay. Thank you so much. That there was William all the way out uh, in Pumalang. And uh, just, uh, uh, Leone, as we wrap up, uh, how do people get hold of the campaign? I've got Sisipo uh, here on Twitter asking what's the handle of not only Leone, but the... Uh, the campaign as well. Where do we find you guys on the Twitter? Where do we find you on Facebook? We already know you on LinkedIn. Okay, so there's I'm One Big Leo on Twitter, and my campaign partner is Vusi Vic, on also on Twitter. Vusi Zikalala, he's also helping run the campaign, and you can also go onto the Just Law website and read about our crowd crowdfunding campaign there. We're also on Facebook. We are Talk Pay. Talk pays our handle there, so please do like our page there. And there's the website, caselevanessay.co.za. Leonie, thank you so much. And, uh, <laughs> thank you so uh, much. I wish you all the best in your campaign. And, uh, of course, I certainly look forward to uh, seeing how this uh, campaign is going to chime up with, of course, some of the responsibilities of the government. And just before you Invite go, Invite me on with the Competition Commission. Ah, we'll certainly <laughs> try. Well, I certainly hope Putsi uh, is listening in here. Just to answer you, Leonie, on mm. the question you were raising, indeed, Section 27 of the Employment Equity Act says every designated employer, when they report and they submit their employment equity report, should submit a statement uh, that talks about the remuneration and benefits received in each occupational category and the level of that employer's workforce. So it's not enough. We also need clearly defined policies saying mm. no information asymmetry, pay transparency, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Awesome, Leone Hall is the founder of a Payslip Ban SA, and uh, you can find them there. Check out my timeline. I'll certainly try and direct uh, all of us uh, to uh, her handle there and uh, check out, of course, the work that they do there. And of course, if indeed uh, do certainly fill out that petition. 22 minutes it is before the top of the hour. Let's take this uh, brief break. And uh, on the other side, uh, I'm going to be talking about uh, procurement and the impact that has on a small and medium-sized enterprises. And, of course, in the context of uh, that, uh, uh, those employment uh, uh, numbers that came through today, of course, what impact does it have on employment as well? Stay tuned. 21 minutes it is before the uh, top of the hour. And, uh, of course, what do you make of uh, the conversation that we had there? We've uh, heard some of you saying you've had similar experiences there. And uh, I see one of uh, you there on Twitter, Just Ogushe. Uh, drop us uh, certainly a line there and, uh, of course, let us know. And uh, we can certainly try and uh, see how we can unpack that particular story and how we can find uh, some form of uh, resolution there. We'd love to hear your stories. So uh, if indeed uh, you're challenged in getting through to us, uh, please continue to to try and uh, we are going to be uh, taking a look now as a part of the conversations that we're going to have going forward and every Tuesday uh, we're going to be talking about issues that affect small business and uh, some of the challenges of course that they're facing with the aim of not just having a, a talk shop or just a conversation for having a conversation sake but uh, aimed at really trying to uh, find solutions uh, that are practical uh, to that. And, of course, uh, email us if indeed you have some challenges. You might be a small business owner. You might be working in a small business or in the ecosystem, maybe as a business advisor. And if you'd like to talk to us, uh, send us an email on talk at metrofm.co.za. Talk at metrofm.co.za. And you can also tell us a bit more about your business. You can also tweet me on uh, Twitter on at AYKAWE. And there on Twitter. And uh, also just send me, uh, drop me or tag me on Facebook. 
uh, where the name is Ayabonga Tawe. And uh, we're going to be uh, having the first of these conversations on the other side of this particular break.